How you doing today, Brian? Hey, I'm good. I uh, I don't think very often about uh, you know birthdays in November, although that is when my wedding anniversary is. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, it it suddenly occurred to us as we started getting ready for this uh, this episode that we're somewhere right around the two year mark. So happy birthday, lead that exe. Exactly, and today's a bit different of an episode than than our normal one. Uh, we just kind of share our podcasting journey and why we think that, uh, you know, leaders of every type, um, whether you're a leader or not, you should be sharing your thoughts and ideas um, and your views with people because there are people listening. The world is listening. Um, you know, we've never been any more connected uh, in history than we are now. Um yeah. <laughs> and some of what we talk about during the episode is, uh, you know, not only the mechanics of doing it, but really finding the why that uh, powers, uh, you know, the choices that you would make to share content about yourself, whether it's through a podcast, uh, you know, whether it's through blog posting, doing video clips, um, really determining what is the message that you want to convey uh, and how can you get it out there? And then we have some fun, I think, right at the end, just kind of showcasing uh, a number of our different guests that we've had uh, along for the journey. And and thank you to all of them, as well as our listeners. Yes. And anybody who's listening, we like, just like always, we appreciate your support. We appreciate your engagement. And uh, we really appreciate you listening. Um, like I said, I, Brian and I are never going to do ads on this podcast. And that's one thing I've told them for a long time. Um, so d don't expect us to have 14 minute ads before um, <laughs> an episode or an after. Um, so, it, you know, or you even four really second ads. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can really help us out just by sharing this episode. Well, like uh, we probably never asked that enough, but um, I guess with that, let's just get on with the show. All right. All right. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Lead.exe. I'm Brian Comerford in Denver, Colorado. And I'm Nick Lozano in Washington, D.C. And hey, we are rounding the bend on another milestone for ourselves. We're about to hit the mark on our two-year anniversary here. I know. Can you believe that? Like, um, I think it's two years of us just recording, but it's um, probably more than that in the works, right? It we is, had talked yeah. about doing this just randomly as a side note before uh, we even started recording. So I feel like it's probably three years in the making, right? Yeah. <laughs> of actually doing it. There was a year of lollygagging and not doing anything about it and just talking and then eventually just hitting the ground running, right? I think so. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, I guess you could call it a labor of love in a way because, <laughs> uh, um, you know, yeah, it makes, it makes zero dollars. So exactly. <laughs> aware of that we make zero dollars from this podcast but it is but, what it is right but i think that's you know part of uh, what factors into really what the impetus was behind us ever getting started on it in the first place was to help build our leadership brand and to uh, help uh, be able to share with others through you know ongoing dialogue a lot of the same themes that uh, we were encountering in our day-to-day -day work lives and uh, particularly the work that you and I have done together uh, with, you know, kind of that CIO mastermind uh, kind of think tank uh, approach, talking with other technology leaders and, and leaders in general 
who are wrestling with very similar challenges and oftentimes regardless of what type of industry they're in. So, uh, you know, we're passionate about that. We're passionate about leadership. So why not take it to the next level and use it to help extend some of our own personal brand identity, right? Yeah, and I think it wasn't it it wasn't even so much personal brand, right? Personal brands kind of coming now, at least for me. Um, if anyone follows me on LinkedIn, I'm I'm on there all the time, as Brian would say. If you ever want to know what Nick's doing, just check LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> but I think it was just more of us getting the ideas out and these concepts, right? We had these conversations after our meetings, and it was like, well, we should just record this. Maybe somebody will listen to it. And it's been kind of crazy to look at the you know, the analytics from the downloads and seeing downloads from like Argentina and Australia and Germany. Um, It's one of those things, you know, growth hasn't been humongous or exponential. It's kind of been, you know, like the slow linear march up, which is fine. But it's, it's interesting to see that there are other people out there who are interested in the things we have to say and the topic of leadership in general and the technology marketplace. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. The, you know, when it comes to personal brand, I think you've definitely taken it. uh, We were just talking about before we got started on the recording here. You're always, you're not just one step ahead of me. You're like 25 steps ahead of me. Um, So when it comes to really leveraging something like LinkedIn, I think to to solidify your own personal brand, I think you've really crushed it. And uh, I think you're a good example for anyone to look to about what's the power of LinkedIn. How can it sort of propel you forward? Exactly. And this is a good point for this episode, right? This topic. And you're talking about a technology leader. I think it's a good idea to have a podcast or or a LinkedIn presence or a blog or, or something, right? Some type of public perspective where people can look you up and get an idea of who you're about, right? There's no way that you or I can fake over the hours and hours and hours of podcasting we have. What do we have? This is the 42nd episode, right? Mm-hmm. As we're recording this. Um, so at least each of them are at least an hour. So there's no way we can fake who we are for 41 hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like, I mean, it's just impossible, right? It, it, that's so much time on air, so much time to talk to each other. And it helps build a connection with the community. And when you're looking for people, uh, looking for talent, I feel like if they see you out there and they see you giving these ideas about leadership and they hear you talking, um, it gives them an idea of who you are. It might get them excited to apply. You might get talent find you that you might not necessarily be able to reach if you're just going through an HR group or through an Indeed or something like that, right? Because it's almost like in sales, right? You're doing inbound instead of outbound. Yeah, you know, excuse me, and I think, Going back to what you were saying about, uh, you know, how we how we would go through some of these uh, working groups and then find ourselves in conversations after the fact, it, it was almost as if those conversations had so much authenticity in them that they were really engaging because no one felt like they were on at, at that moment, right? It's just everyone now having a conversation. People are exiting the working group and then there's you know folks still kind of milling around folks who still have questions and topics and you know i feel like that's carried over into just the conversational nature that you and i have i mean talking about you can't fake it 
for this many episodes. Probably if you go back to our earliest episodes, they felt a little more stilted than they do now, where I think we just kind of roll with it. <laughs> and You know, what you get is authentically us every time. Well, I mean, part of that's just like being a new leader, right? You land in that new role, even if you've been a leader before, right? But you're landing in a new role, new organization. You're kind of feeling your way around, right? To find what works and what doesn't. Um, I know for you, you have a broadcast background, you know, doing the electronic air and radio valve. So you're super comfortable on air. You've done it before, but it, it's just finding that right groove where, where it fits in perfectly um, for what we're doing here. And I think our earliest episodes were just me and you talking, right? Uh, we recorded them pretty terribly over, uh, was it Uber conference or something like that? Like, <laughs> right. I don't even remember, but... Squadcast. Um, yeah, it was Squadcast, which gave us like perfectly clean audio, but it's just like anything else. It's it's the content and the message that's more important than the clear audio. I don't know where I was going with that, but... Um, Maybe a little bit about the production development that we've had over the time of doing this, because, you know, as we started off, we didn't have a clear cut production workflow. And you and I had both talked about before we did the first recording, you know, kind of tongue in cheek, but we talked about uh, great is the enemy of good, right? Or good enough. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and it is. So rather than trying to find ourselves in a place where we could perfect everything, have a clear understanding of our branding and, uh, you know, how we would try to market ourselves. We just got into creating content and the idea of curating uh, topics that were meaningful to us and that not only were of interest to us because of the our own challenges that we had encountered as technology leaders, but that also inspired us. Right. Where we wanted to go out and find other people that we could start having the dialogue with to kind of continue the extension of what we had done in more of a mastermind context now with other guests that we could bring onto the program itself. And one of the coolest things I really enjoy about podcasting is it gets you access to so many other people that you couldn't otherwise. Right. It's it's that old school like, hey, can I pick your brain? And somebody's mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't know who you are. And you, I mean, I understand why people will say no. They have to protect their time because if they say yes to everybody, it's difficult. But if you have a podcast and you have some episodes and some content to show that you can give them some value back, um, you get access to all kinds of experts and you like you get to learn so much. That's one of the things I love about having different guests in different segments and um, from different backgrounds is that it's almost like having a private one-on-one -on -one class with these people about whatever they're an expert on. And having that podcast, having that brand allows you to reach out to those people and get access to them when you normally wouldn't. Absolutely. And, you know, you start taking it to the next level, right? So initially, I think we sourced a lot of guests who were folks that either already uh, had expertise in some area that we wanted to learn more about. Mm -hmm. They had been faced with some type of challenge that intrigued us in their own journey as technology leaders. And then it started extending into once we had sort of a, a base volume of content now it starts going the other direction, right? <laughs> now people <laughs> have become interested in talking with us uh, and they want to share their stories with us. And, you know, they see value in 
um, the audience that we're developing in part because of the breadth of content that we've been able to, to curate over time. And that's one of the things that's been super interesting to me. And, be, and before this whole podcast thing, um, you know, my social media presence was very limited. Um, you know, I went the whole information security route and like, you can't see my name on LinkedIn. <laughs> and beside that funny story back, you know, I'm digressing here, but funny story is I was producing content on LinkedIn for months before I realized that all my settings were so strict that all people saw was like the little silhouette picture thing. They didn't even see my name and said works like in technology or something like that. And people were engaging on my content. Um, and it wasn't until um, I met uh, Joseph Gonzalez, who was on our show. He had said something earlier to me. He's like, and he's like, you know, he's like, I saw what you're writing. And then I saw your headline that said co-host at lead.exe. And he's like, it just didn't make sense. <laughs> but, but going back to that, you know, having that, you know, brand and putting out content, what I've noticed is that there are a lot of people who are just lurkers, right? That's mm. you run into and they're like, Hey, I've read, I've listened to that episode. And it was great. And, and some of them are people that I barely know, um, or don't know at all. And they tell me they've, they've, they really enjoyed an episode or they really liked a post or something that I've done. And I've seen them engage not at all with it. Um, so I, I would tell leaders, you know, go out there, create your blogs, you know, post on LinkedIn, um, make your podcast because people will listen and you'll be surprised at some of the people who will listen and some of the feedback that you'll get back from it. Yeah, it's absolutely true. And, you know, to that point, Nick, I'd, I'd like to <clears throat> share with audience members that might not be familiar with it, that you yourself became a LinkedIn published author putting out a guidebook to <laughs> how to become a podcaster. And, you know, I think it ties right back into the values that you and I have shared since, you know, the inception of our friendship, uh, which is to always engage in activities where you are outwardly giving with no expectation of getting anything back in return, right? Where can you lend a hand versus uh, take a hand out? Um, exactly. I think that and that, that podcast, so that $0 podcaster, right? Um, the whole thing is I saw a bunch of people, that, and this was probably, what, January or something like that, um, so pre-everybody being home. Uh, this is, we're, we're recording this in 2020 if somebody's listening down the road. If you remember 2020, you'll know what we're talking about, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> um, so it, it was one of those things. I saw these recommendations, and people were like, oh, you know, if you want to be a podcaster, you need to get this Shure mic, um, you know, right. this expensive condenser mic. And you need to get this mixer board. I'm like, no, what you need to use is what you have, right? Like it's like the sound quality and all that and everything being perfect is like you said, it's the enemy of done. Just mm -hmm. take what you have and make it and then acquire stuff as you go. And it's that Maya Angelou saying it's like, and do the best you can until you know better. And then when you know better, do better, right? It's, right. it's just yeah. that simple. I love that. Do what you have with what you need and don't. You know, I saw people and they're like, oh, well, go get this $800 mic. I'm like, well, you know, an $800 microphone is not going to make you a better podcaster. <laughs> Why don't you learn how to be a podcaster and interview people with the stuff you have laying around, earbuds or in your computer? Um, and as you get better, if you want to upgrade to that stuff, then then by all means. Um, but like you said, enemies the perfect to done. Just get out there and do it. And I wanted to make a guide where it's just like, hey, you know, like anybody can do this, like it's not that difficult. 
that's that's exactly right. It's you know the mechanics of it are completely democratized, right? I mean, it's uh, uh, podcasting is uh, the proletariat's version of <laughs> right of network broadcasting. You you've got a voice, and uh, you know you can develop an audience. It's uh, it, it's sort of irrelevant what the mechanics are. Uh, behind doing it because there's so many different paths that you can take to achieve the results. So I think part of uh, what I was really trying to allude to when I talked about developing that personal brand, uh, it's it's really not even developing the brand. It's just about unleashing your inner authenticity. What are those things about yourself that make your voice unique, that make your perceptions uniquely yours, and those contributions are valuable to anybody, whether or not you may believe it. Your experiences uh, have been, you know, unique to your own situation, and they've provided you with insights that are likely worth sharing. And and really, just starting at square one and giving it a shot—that's ultimately what can help take it in the direction of developing a following. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this: you know, like like you said, everybody has a story to share, right? You might think. I don't have anything to share. No, but like no one's going to listen to it. But you'll be highly surprised if you just put your thoughts and ideas out there of what people will come along and say, man, I've, I've never thought of it that way or great perspective. And you'll slowly start to build a following. And I know from a leadership perspective that some people don't let their people post on social media, right? Without like content being approved um, and all this stuff. And in my opinion, that's they're get they're taking away the free advertising that they could get if they just let their employees create content. I mean, there's a certain point, like if they're posting personally and doing stuff, um, like for me, I don't really post about my day job, but I guarantee you that people see my content and they're like, well, what does he actually do? And they filter on down to that profile. And then they start looking at other stuff and start going, um, down that path. And I know for some organizations, maybe if you're an, an executive leader in a Fortune 500 publicly traded company, the things that you say have ramifications. Um, but I saw the other day the CEO of uh, is it ING is that the name of the bank? ING. He has his own podcast. So if he in the financial services sector, uh, which is highly regulated, publicly traded company, Fortune 500, can figure out a way to do a podcast, um, so can anybody in some technology. Uh, leadership platform. Maybe audio is not, you know, the medium that you're good at, but find a medium that you're good at. Are you good at writing? Well, then write a blog post. You no, know, are you good at doing quick videos? Um, well, then post something on Instagram. Um, you know, you never know what might trigger somebody um, an emotion. Look at what happened with TikTok and the uh, Fleetwood Mac song. Nothing <laughs> intentional with that, right? But. Right. You never know what moment might trigger that. That basically turned into a free commercial for Ocean Spray, and their <laughs> stock shot up just because of it. Um, and you know, we're not here. We we normally here. We don't talk about making profits or whatever. But for your personal brand, for your organization's awareness, um, that's free advertising, man. You should let your employees do that if you're a leader. Um, and I, I encourage my people to post on social media. I don't demand that they do, but it's just a good way to get your thoughts out there. Um, and you know, build your own type of brand. Yeah. And I, I like how you covered uh, a number of different types of approaches that you can take, right? Whether it's shooting quick clips of video, whether it's, uh, 
putting together a LinkedIn uh, blog post. You know, all of those things are viable content for somebody. And, you know, ultimately, it's something that I think was the first lesson that you and I, uh, you know, we knew this going into it. And I, I feel, you know, good knowing that we've maintained it throughout, which is consistency. It's that you have to stay on top of continuing to produce whatever the medium of content is that you've committed to. Yeah, and I'd say that's super important when it comes to anything. Um, and if we get back on the podcasting route, if you're going to do one, I always see people like, oh, well, should I publish weekly? You know, or like everyone always thinks of Joe Rogan because he's probably like the hottest podcaster there is out there right now. Um, and he publishes three or four times a week, but that's also like his only gig for the most part. Um, I would say just pick a schedule and stick to it. We publish on the 1st and the 15th. Is that the best method to, you know, for releasing a podcast? Well, the best method is the one that you can consistently create content on. If people can expect an episode to land on the 1st and the 15th from us every month and we hit that, then it's easy to keep followers. People know when to tune in. Think of it as the old school TV programs before we had DVRs. They told you when it was going to be on. It was going to be on every week at that time, and it would have the fall and the spring, and you had your new shows, and everybody just knew it, so you knew when to show up. So it's just like old school TV. Whatever medium you pick, just pick a frequency that you can handle. Um, You can always go up, and you can always go down, but just pick something that you can stick with. Uh, And and like I said, you know, Peter Lynch is a good example to me of a leadership thought leader who's really good at posting his thoughts, sharing them, sharing them consistently. We've had him on our podcast twice. Um, So if you ever want to look at from an executive level, is there an executive who does that? Um, You know, because everybody's busy. Everybody's busy. But you can find five or ten minutes to make something. And he has this great thing where he makes people he helped. He makes them do what? Is it a video a day for 12 days or something like that? Yeah. It's something like that. It's just to get you in the habit of putting your thoughts out there and not being afraid that most of the time, are there internet trolls out there? Yes. Um, but if you have thick skin, it's like, why are you going to let some random person on the internet hurt your feelings? It's like, I, I feel sorry for them that they're so angry that they need to say something negative to me. It's like, it's, it's whatever. (laughs) It's like, I don't know this person. Um, and you might get, you know, your friends tell you, well, why are you doing that? Or your colleagues, but then you'll be surprised when you start getting results and you start getting engagement and people start asking you to be on their things. Then people all of a sudden are interested like, Oh, well, how'd you do that? What, you know, how did, how did that work out? Um, that's my long-winded way of saying consistency is key and, you know, be true to yourself and don't worry too much about what other people are going to say. Just do what you feel is right. And, you know, if you speak to who you are all the time, people will follow. They'll listen. Eventually you'll get people. It'll be lonely at first, but eventually people will follow you. Well, and that I think also speaks to a couple of different things that come to mind for me. Number one, what's the purpose, right? What's your why that's powering you to want to do it in the first place? If your motivation is to go out and make money or your motivation yeah, that's not gonna happen. is to yeah. go out yeah. and, uh, you know, achieve internet stardom, um, then your motivations, you know, may not really be aligned with your own authenticity, Um, However, if you do take time to contemplate what your why is 
and then that becomes your guiding principle for what you're engaging in, then it makes it easy. It's, it's not hard to make a commitment to the type of regularity, you know, that we've enjoyed producing the program. And then the second yeah. piece is, oh, jump in. Go ahead, Nick. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, I was just going to say that the second piece is uh, is one of those things that you know it, we've we've heard from lots of different resources. Twenty one days, right? Three weeks is what it takes to commit something to that visceral, uh, habitual behavior. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's that's part of the benefit to doing something like you know making a commitment to a specific type of run of creating personal videos or writing blog posts or podcasting or whatever it is so that you can truly develop that habitual tendency. So it's just second nature to you. And um, when, when you have those two things combined, I think where you're following your why and now you actually have the, the visceral habitual commitment uh, ingrained in your behavior then it just continues to happen. It's not even uh, a challenge to to get it done. Yeah, and I would say just like anything else, you know, your why can change over time, right? You might initially start sharing leadership, but as you're going on, and, and one of the things I'll say with social media, it's a give and take, right? Don't just post stuff and expect only people to engage with your stuff. You need to then go out and engage with other people to get them to engage with you, right? Because it's... Who wants to, you know, go over to the, the friend's house who, you know, who always just comes to your house, drinks all your beer and doesn't ever buy you beer, right? <laughs> it's like you're more willing to go over to the other friend's house, you know, who's like, hey, man, I got some beer for you. I'll bring some here. You know, it's, it's that give and take. Um, so the easiest way to get started is just to hop in somewhere where you're interested and start commenting on other people's stuff, especially when we talk a social media perspective um, and LinkedIn. Uh, it's, it's just get out there and share your ideas and comments on posts. Um, you could find some huge influencer who gets 30,000 views on a post. And if you leave one comment and the top comment, the best comment, you'll get seen more than if you actually make your own post. Hmm. Um, so I, I would say, you know, try to figure out what your why is. Yeah. You know, it can be three or four things. Um, and then just throw mud at the wall, see what sticks, see what you enjoy doing to, to make you consistently show up. Um, you know, it's, it's just like anything else. Your ideas can change. Your, your platforms can change. What you learn one place can translate to another. Um, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> but your message, I think, is an important one. What comes around goes around. Right? That's part exactly. of what the power of LinkedIn, I think, is so good at providing to people in the professional world. Uh, it gives you the opportunity to truly engage with others. And, and what engagement means is, right, it's it's the old adage, uh, nature gave you two ears and one mouth, right? So that you can spend more time listening than talking. Um, exactly. And, and that's part of what engagement has to be about. It can't just be about everything going outward. You have to be able to uh, be engaging in a way um, that shows others that you're listening to them and understanding uh, where they're starting from. So, you know, on that note, Nick, I I know that we've had uh, quite a variety of guests over time. And I think it would be interesting to spend a few minutes just talking about what some of our uh, favorite episodes have been, you know, with particular guests, with particular topics. Uh, We've obviously had a handful of guests that have come back uh, more than once. 
And, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've had a lot of folks that have uh, started the outreach process to say, you know, hey, I love what you're doing. And, you know, it, it feels uh, like a really authentic place to come share ideas. I would like to be a part of that, too. Yeah, so I think for me, one of my favorite guests was uh, Brent Williams. Just, um, you know, just the such diverse leadership background he had from, you know, you know, being in charge of cyber command and a hospital and logistics. And it's just like, it's, you're in charge of so many things at one time and you have to so know so much. It was just interesting to hear the things that he were saying, um, are leadership principles that are, are that work everywhere. Um, so he was by far one of my, my favorite, favorite guests. And then I would say, you know, Roxanne Kaufman and, Peter Margaritas is is a couple of my favorite. I actually like every guest we've had. Uh, I don't think we've had a guest where I haven't sat down and said, oh, you know, I haven't learned anything from them. Um, but th- those three are the ones that just come to my mind. What about you, Brian? Yeah, Roxanne, definitely. Uh, Roxanne Kaufman Elliott. She's, you know, just, I, I, I just think that she is so well-spoken. And, you know, and I, I think this also speaks a little bit to, um, any guest that we've had that has taken the time to author something. Now, whether that's a business plan, whether it's a book, um, I think there's something that is required of the characteristics of your thinking in the way that you're able to clearly communicate ideas when you've given yourself the discipline to sit down and organize those ideas into something formal. Uh, with the purpose of sharing with others. And, you know, so uh, so we've obviously had uh, a couple of different guests who are authors. You know, you mentioned Peter Lynch. Um, Dr. Gleb Sapersky is another one. You know, he's written multiple books. And, I mean, he's the kind of person who it, it took us months to get him on the program. And once we had him, uh, the timing ended up being perfect, just given. Uh, what, <laughs> the disaster what, what avoidance this... <laughs> expert. You know, <laughs> it's right. like, that wasn't planned. That just happened. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, but you know, it was uh, it was just so rewarding listening to someone who could give you so much information in such a short period of time, because he's obviously spent a lot of time thinking about it, and he's figured out how to compress a lot of complex ideas into some very succinct messaging. Um, so, uh, you know, another one that I think of is Natalie Johnson, you know, someone mm-hmm. who has done that same type of training methodology with thousands of people and is able to share, uh, those really keen in- insights and, in, uh, in a very, you know, uh, again, succinct, um, but, but clear, uh, overview in her communication. Uh, Peter Margaritas, you know, he's another one. I mean, not <laughs> for one thing, anyone who is, you know, humorous by nature. I mean, all the people that I've known in my life who have a really sharp wit uh, tend to be, you know, some of the most incisive types of intelligence you know, that I've come <laughs> across. And uh, Peter is a funny man. And, you know, I think it's, uh, I don't know how much of that was inherent in his nature when he began his uh, process as the uh, um, uh, in, in improv, right? Um, but as he continued to develop it, right, then that's one more of those uh, aspects where now he's put himself in a position of vulnerability 
where he's in front of an audience and he has to come up with something on the spot. And exactly. if, if you're trying to do that and make it funny, you know, you just double down on the personal challenge you're dealing to yourself. Um, then he takes it, you know, several steps further as an author, as a podcaster, you know, and and those things aren't even in any way directly correlated to what uh, his expertise in his professional life are related to. <laughs> yeah, no, and I, I'd just say, you know, but most people are interesting if you give them the chance to speak, right? Most people have a story. Um you have a story, feel free to share it. Some Somebody's going to find it interesting somewhere, right? Yeah, one of those stories that really touched my heart uh, immensely was Captain Holly Weaver when we had her on the mm -hmm. program. And I, I know that she, uh, you know, she was a little bit timid in the way that she interacted with us at first because it, it was kind of early on in, in her own uh, speaking career. And, you know, I think you develop greater confidence uh, kind of as, as we're talking about the more you do go through that sharing process, because as you, as you share you uh, with repetition, you have the opportunity to refine. And uh, you know, so I continue to see the things that she posts and continue to see her own trajectory. Uh, it's been exciting to, to see uh, her have opportunities like through the Kansas Leadership Center uh, to be able to continue sharing that message and, and continue to refine it from, you know, going from a personal experience to a story that you're telling others to being a PowerPoint presentation to being, you know, something that is now a core message for a key leader like she is. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's just great to watch people grow um, and, and grow into a leadership role and, and sharing their story. Um, so I guess with that, Brian, that's probably a good, pretty good spot to wrap, huh? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot that we could share. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can go to our website, leadexe.com. Uh, you can, you know, see all of the various uh, content that we've produced over time, uh, as well as, you know, uh, there's a lot of different places that you can uh, download the podcast. But um, uh I don't know about you, but this two years has just blown by and I've had a blast. So, oh, uh, it's been a blast. And, and I want to say to anybody who's listening to this episode or who has listened to any of our episodes, a big thank you. Um, without getting feedback from people who listen to the show or enjoy the clips I share on social media, um, you know, it, it just wouldn't be possible to keep doing this, right? So a big thank you goes out to you guys. I know this is a bit different of an episode than we normally do. Uh, but Brian and I sat down to record today and it was just like, you know, we've been doing this for two years and we should share our thoughts and ideas in our media journey. Um, and we just really want to thank you guys for coming along on this ride, uh, whether it's for all 41 of these episodes or just this is your first one. Um, we're, we're glad that you're here um, and we appreciate your support and your engagement. Amen to all of that. And thank you for saying that. And thank you for your partnership and collaboration through it. It's been a blast, Nick. Hey, you got it. Uh, have a good one, Brian. You too.